everybody. Welcome to the 97th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to go check out our Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Patreon and Livecast, or access to our Discord and Livecast. Yes, yes. So the first band we're going to talk about is Endless Nameless. And Endless Nameless are a math rock quartet from Denver, Colorado. And they just dropped their new album, Living Without, on March 24th via Silent Pendulum Records. No shit. Yeah, via Silent Pendulum, who are, yeah. you know, as you know, the number 12 looks like you, drummer Michael Kavner. Speaking of mixed genres, Silent Pendulum, grabbing everybody. Yeah, they're really putting out some fucking fantastic records in the last, like, two or three years specifically. Silent Pendulum's, like, just really been stepping up both, like, the classic releases and, that, like, the new Thank you. Too. I was going to say, that that label specifically definitely well-balanced, like, new, new shit. Like, like brand new bands. Right. Middle, still around bands, but then, like, doing the vintage ones, like the Psyopis puzzling, uh, repress and everything like that. And, hey, guess what? They do it all without saying they're not going to repress the record anymore, which is, like, so fucking annoying to me. Like, get out of here with the artificial scarcity bullshit. Yep. So, yeah, it's just like, it's like, you may as well just come out and say you're a culture vulture when you, you do something like that. Kind of hype beastie, kind of weird kind of attitude there, you know, just like making everybody just like a... Uh, 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 fight for it, right? You know? I, I'm that. not with that. I'm not with that vibe at all. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they're not like so hard line with like their their philosophies. But either way, so yeah, uh, endless nameless new album, living without. And this is yeah, talk about just like a crazy genre defying record. This is such a crazy blend of like math rock, like progressive rock, post rock, occasional math rock or math core, uh, Midwest emo, and even some like black metal influences peeking through here and there. I feel like the ha- uh, the first part of the album, uh, you're kind of like uh, getting the feel for it. There's a lot of different uh, multi-genre things going on. Second part, I feel, is more heavy, like on the screamo-y yeah. kind of side. There's something yes. about that, like track three just kicks into the fucking screamo side. But all in all, um, this is the first group of m- quite a few on this episode that um, really are just dipping their toes into a lot of different genres, you know, uh, throughout each track even i heard somewhere online they were described as identity crisis core fucking a support <laughs> that in a good way i love that yeah obviously on mathcast we're really <clears throat> big proponents of music that is genre defining or just like spans a, you know a large large palette i um this i man i'm we're gonna no everybody out there shut the fuck up but i'm gonna date myself here but like i feel like um like early like attack attack um it was kind of like multi-genre in a way like just yeah, like throwing like totally, the keyboard yeah. shit you know and it almost felt like you're like in a in a club slash the you heard like, it here first on mathcast attack attack apparently it's still in <laughs> levi's fucking brain so he might be listening to attack attack still who fucking knows uh but uh i i really enjoyed uh what i was hearing here um i will compare the vocals specifically to this nasally screaming side of like early days of Coheed Cambria to like later stuff that we've covered on the podcast before Professor Caffeine and the insecurities oh yeah you know what I'm saying you're yeah. kind of getting that operatic kind of epic style um when I started listening I see Endless Name is uh was not fully familiar with you guys until I started listening to this release and the first track I thought I was just gonna be listening to like instrumental uh math rock Mathcore, right. you know, and then and here's some singing. Oh, the fucking! But then the second track 
there's just different vocal there's styles. Like black metal vocals. Oh yeah, yeah. everything. And, and just... Remember, it's track three. They like it's very distinctly some black metal type material. This band, I would compare to like a snowball rolling down a hill, where it's just picking up more and more fucking shit as it progresses. You know, mm-hmm. and by the end of it, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, You're right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really does start picking up steam at the end. I mean, the end of the album is like pretty climactic with mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Lynn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That track fucking bangs, and it really just runs the gamut of again math rock, prog, and like black metal, post post rock. It's so many different styles, just done all so well. the The first track, uh, "A World So Kind," like it is a great like kick down the door, s- solid opener track. But mm-hmm. you don't even know what you're about to get yourself into. Like you need to fucking sit through this thing. Um, it it was great. It was a good ride, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the first track is definitely strong, but yeah, there's there's some stronger tracks deeper into the track listing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one really did take me by surprise. Based upon what I remember from their older stuff, I was not really expecting to come away with this much enjoyment, but man, they really have just brought you such a a diverse but yet cohesive listen, and it's it's lengthy, too. It's like 43 minutes, and every track is like four minutes plus, too. It, dude, it was, a, yeah, like I said, it's a so fucking ride. Ambitious, too, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But there's there's good development. They're just not, like, not just, like, piddling around for four to six minutes on any one of these tracks. It's like every track is is good, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, like, mm-hmm. there's not really what I would consider a skipper on the album. I usually listen to the entire album. The spoken word passages on this thing are also quite moving as well, so too. So sick, dude. Just so speaking to, sick. like, to Elle's just diverse vocal stylings as well as guitar playing. Yeah, there's spoken word, black metal kind of, like, highs. Yeah, it really just, it all gels together remarkably well, too. Really have to, to praise the, the genre amalgamation here. It's really just, like, hearing... Mathy post-hardcore and progressive guitar licks, like all of the Fall of Troy via like a post-rock lens. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't in angles from the Colorado area too, or not? They're from New Jersey. New as Jersey. I, I kind of just like I, I just sometimes uh, just uh, similar though. Yeah, and just um, the the ex- extremely well done math rock, and then with some very strong, like confident vocals. You yeah. Know? So definitely. Propaniac, I thought was a great track too. Best I mean, track. I fuck it, it. It it's like the that one stood out the most to me. You know, I can I can understand why. It's like noise rocky, like a uh, grungy in the yes. beginning. You know, like yes. And of course, their name is obviously a Nirvana reference, so that would make sense for them to come out with something that's kind of like grungy. I would call it almost surf rocky in a way that heavy heavy Lolo sort of approaches yeah. surf rock, kind of butthole surfery kind of uh in a way uh earlier shit. And um, that second vocal really sounding like Ray Gunbush of Chatpile. Well done. That's it's frustrated the guitar- like <laughs> it's the guitarist. It's the I later did some research and discovered it was the guitarist, but yeah, I just had to call that out. Definitely getting a, a big Chatpile, you know, on the the note of noise rock there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that one specifically I was like, "Whoa, this is different." And it was like a little Almost kind of an outlier on this album, actually. It's like, yep. I think stylistically, it's definitely the outlier. It, not as There's nothing really as similar to it on the record, to be honest with Agreed. you. Everything Agreed. else is, is is definitely not as concise. Yep. Uh, Remembrance, I really like that track, too. Just the successful blending of black metal, post-rock, and math, uh, math rock. Uh, the title track is a fucking banger. Perfection in Your Name, the opening of that track, did you catch? That's basically like a, a Dawn Cab reference. No. Yeah. Like they do like this like little like drum kick thing. It kind of reminds me of a intro to a Don Cab track very distinctly. And yeah, Sarah Lynn. I think Sarah Lynn is the track that honestly I would I would give to our listeners. Okay. I favored 
a world so kind. I just thought it was a good intro. You know, it's 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 um, but there is so much more to this. So I I follow you. That's a great track, though. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can't go wrong. Let's be honest. Like every one of these fucking tracks is is like really good. Like if you if you like math rock and math core and uh, man, even like I, I feel like this is for everybody. Truly, they really just have something for everyone. There's a to have a solid track in the beginning. That's always great. But um, uh, this. Uh, these guys and then later on in this episode the fake Pollocks both I would describe as having the opening track just burst out yeah like kicking down the door yeah kick down the door just like it just starts and lets you know it like goes right into it and yeah it's it's amazing yeah they really all just have something memorable for you too but I think in particular Sarah Lynn is like the most impressive showing so yeah let's do that so we're going to play for you Sarah Lynn which is track nine from Living Without which is Endless Endless Nameless's new album that came out on March 24th via Silent Pendulum Records. Here we go.
So that was Sarah Lynn, which is track nine from Living Without, and that is Endless Nameless's new album that came out on March 24th via Silent Pendulum Records. So next, we're going to talk about the Hers Collective. And the Hers Collective are a grindcore collective from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they just released their new album, We're Still Here, on March 24th via Get Better Records. And first of all, we just need to address, wow, the, the fact that this record has such a staggering amount of guest appearances from the likes of Justin Pearson, of The Locust, Yako Onuki, of Melt Banana, Nate Newton of Converge, and many, Soul many, many Glow, others. Soul Fuck Glow, yeah. Yeah, dude. Escuela Grind. Yeah, dude. On the same track. On Soul the same Glow, track. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that is, in, in my opinion, the best track on this record, by the way. To live up to the name, Collective. But I mean, this is not even like a, all right, we'll just grab some people, stick them in. Every track accents the addition 
of that said fucking it's truly it's, 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 it's so crazy dude i mean specific, they really thought this shit out specifically the xoxo xoxo x oh, from yako with, that was dude, designed for her yeah it's so good and they just the whole x oh x she oh, does the line it's the titular so line. Yeah. fucking amazing dude just what the fuck this is crazy <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking wild, dude. Like, have, how do you get all these people together and then hearing this? I would have expected this these days, knowing how Justin is like signing and everything. I thought that this would have been like a three one G kind of thing, you know? I would expect it, just the sound and everything. Well, what, get better that, records that is thing. get better records is the band's label, so that's, that probably explains that they wanted to probably handle it on their own. I'm, I'm assuming DIY, love it, Christian. Thank you. I mean, that would certainly line up with their collective, you know, ethos, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, fuck. Portrayal of guilt. Portrayal of guilt has their own like label. They've done shit yeah, on it's before. Pog, Pog Records. Yeah, Pog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, overall, though, like, this is ridiculous. Anybody that is actively listening to this podcast and is not aware of what we're talking about right now, you are in for a fucking treat. Look up this album. It is absurd. Yeah, man. It really is absurd. It, it's hard to go into detail about the specifics because it's. So many. We would have to. Go, we would have to talk about every track, right? And you know, clearly we're not going to do that. We're probably just going to speak more broadly. I'm assuming about it, more bullet pony. But yeah, it's really just the amount of guest appearances is, is is staggering on this thing, and all just bringing their fucking a game on every track. It's really um, it's just a good salad of punk, hardcore, grind, and dare I say, mathcore on a number of tracks as well. They really get like down tuned on like the middle of this album where it's like kind of reminding me of like Ion Dissonance almost with like the kind of like visceral vocals, chugging guitars. Um, the ones uh, just down tuned specifically, uh, the track, uh, You Are Not Alone featuring The Body. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. That track specifically, it just talking so about witches. Yeah. Talking about being designed specifically to accommodate the, the guest person. Too. That's what, that's what's so great. And then even like, with Mel Banana, the track, you know, it, it fits properly, but the track title XOXOXOX is exactly the title of what you would see on a fucking Mel Banana album. It's just, uh, <laughs> they they are like, it's it's so crazy how they're doing this. Like, uh, and I, I really am curious on like how far each um, collaborative artist is involved with the writing process because you could have a, like, I would say a good deal because Judgment Night comes in and Gosh and Jessica Joy Mills really bring like a hip hop vibe to that that's so crazy and we it's, haven't it's done are, so well here we are talking about every fucking track and this, so but but specifically dude let's let like if we're gonna if we're gonna yeah, gush, this is a good one if we're gonna gush on tracks let's talk about that one right yeah there. Judgment that, Night that one what a curveball. Uh, that is something where I didn't even listen to the track over and over. I kept backing up just that part of the track. I didn't listen to the full song for like 15 <laughs> minutes because I kept going back like, oh, fuck it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like that kind of thing. It was it was great, man. And starting with that track, Judgment Night, to trust, trust the process, XOXOXOXOX, You Are Not Alone, apostosis and proliferation so anyways that that run of tracks right there is just like fucking incredible so anyway it has jeff rickley as well Mm -hmm. the the frantic sax that are that is sprinkled in through this album is it it's it's just a little and sometimes you're like wait a second we're back to that og style otis yeah i'm glad you appreciate that for our listeners otis was just commenting in the chat that we're Doing the uh, two boys one mic approach again. <laughs> we are we are actively 
figuring it out. Uh, we will eventually MathCast will have a video uh, aspect to it. Uh, we, we're, we won't we're, be able to do this anymore when we're doing that. Yeah, clearly, we'll, we'll be scratching our, our our heads like a bunch of apes for a while here, trying to figure it out. But uh, yeah, as of right now, yeah, we're back to the the old school thing. Otis, boop boop boop. Yeah, I think we're probably going to ultimately start broadcasting on Twitch, so there can be an actual video component to the podcast. But we're we're we're, we're milling it around. Anyway. Um, so what were you saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Um, uh, so basically, just even uh, we were talking about the the, the rap vocals on Judgment Night, yes, right? Yeah. But that over... good stretch of tracks, like the, the very middle of the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I'm gonna just gush about every track. Uh, at this point, <laughs> I say we just we choose a fucking. Burn track, your house yeah. down, no sir. Yeah. Uh, waste not, want not again. That it that track sounds like a botch cut. Honestly, mm-hmm. waste not, want not. What's up with the random baby crying in that track? You heard that? <laughs> you didn't it's, it's, his father that's so funny no I literally didn't hear it yeah there's a baby crying <laughs> I'm like I'm totally blanking it I'm like stretch, stretching it's, my mind it's stuck yeah. in my head <laughs> that's so funny no, you would think that I of all people the father would, yeah. would, would have been like acutely aware of that noise but no nope. sadly I just tuned it out yep exactly because you are the father. <laughs> so you're doing that shit out. Yeah, I'm trying to finish my post. <laughs> oh, but, but, uh, but yeah, overall, man, uh, multi-directional, this album, it, it's just phenomenal. Uh, it's good as fuck. Listen to it. Listen to it over and over again because there's a lot going on here. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a good mix of grindcore, punk, and, and hardcore. You really, you cannot go wrong. This is another, bound to be another crowd pleaser and a big, like, end of year album I was, thing. Dude, I would, that was my last thing. I bet you this will be on the majority of people's end of year 100 uh, percent, absolutely i would definitely ex- i definitely expect to see this on like many of the independent publications like this is like the this year's i think it's, it's this cha- year's chat pot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this, this year's, year's cha- I, I don't want to need to go that far because it's not getting that kind of press but it's definitely like this year's like the sensation that god's country got last year i do see um, I do see we're still here getting that kind of level of, of hype. Respect. Yep. I think that's a profound statement. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. I, I think Waste Not, Want Not. It's just it's Soul Glow and Escuela Grind for the, the guest features. And um, the track itself is just like one of the more math core kind of tracks. So Agreed. So we're going to play Waste Not, Want Not, which is... The uh, off of <laughs> the Hers Collective. I'm looking at so many different fucking names here. This is off the Hers Collective's new album. We're still here, and that came out on March 24th. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. 
Wow. <laughs> I don't want Levi to smell that one. Oh, my God. I got the windows open, too. I'm lucky. How many of your burps I've tasted through the years of doing the podcast is absurd. Listen, I always, you always, always, blow, away? always blow away, though. Sometimes they're thick. <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't tasted them since we've really been in the Steven, the the, the Stevenson the house. Stevenson house. Yeah. That's really where we tasted that uh, together. <laughs> tasted it together. You blow out the window and it blow right back. There's at me. nothing sexier you can do for a man. <laughs> sure, each other's burps, brother. I tell you what, man. All right. So, um, in some countries, we we'd be married, probably. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was my fucking track was that. I'm sorry. Waste not, want not, which is from. We're Still Here, which is the Hers Collective's new album that came out back in March. So good. Super good. So next, we're going to talk about some uh, news and new releases from the month of March. So Pupil Slicer have just announced their new album, Blossom, which is out June 2nd via Prosthetic, and they've released a new single for the title track, which is also the closing track. Interesting choice, right? Like, I, I'm i sort of... Uh, I'm surprised that they told us that, or, you know, they give you that right yeah, away. Yeah, totally. You know? it's, it's, it's a little disappointing to know how the album ends, and to know that the album ends, I'm just going to come out and say that I'm not particularly... Ex- They're spoiling it! I mean, I, it's like the new direction. There's, there's a very distinctly new direction on this track. Have you heard it yet? I have. Okay, it's. I mean, and, and how would how would you describe it? It's very like, dancey kind of, mm-hmm. not power poppy, but definitely like electronic kind of. The last album completely altogether was a ripper. This track is definitely a little less rippery. It's not like the most <laughs> exciting taste, is what I'm getting at. And this is yeah. could be coming from like a, I'm, a, I'm a slicer boy. I love people slicer. But what but. if what if this is the surpriser where they're like, oh, this is how we end the album. Well, Sorry, and then the rest of it is just rip your see, fucking pecker off, just style that kind of thing. You the, know? the other part of that statement is I kind of already know that the rest of the album is like more mathcorey. So there's that. It's just like the it, it's a really weird. It, it just I guess a more of an interesting choice to lead with the last track as the. First single when it is so disparate stylistically from the rest of the album. It is borderline like doing a movie trailer where you give the whole bit of the whole fucking movie in the movie trailer. So it's right. like, why did I even? Why am I watching? You already know how it ends. Yeah, you already know how it ends because like this this movie trailer was four minutes long. Like I'm pretty sure that this is the full movie. <laughs> Fortunately, albums are not movies. But... Yep, they aren't. Interesting. <laughs> you know what? I learn something here every day, guys. It's all good. That's what I'm here for, Levi. Too militantly correct you on <laughs> the most minor of things that you say. I always get pun- I always get uh, stupid punches, he calls them, after uh, the podcast. <laughs> so. Just making a tally. <laughs> so, Sawtooth Grin are playing uh, Zegama Beach Records Fest 2023. Along with every fucking amazing band. If you like Screamo, there's, there's absolutely no reason in this world that you should be missing that show if you live in the continental United States. Um, and there's also, yeah, Euclid C. Finder, Meth, some of our, our nearest and dearest friends and Math Core Index constituents playing that. Um, the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir are hitting the road with Dying Whale and Dream Whale and Guilt in May. A lot of good May tours coming up. No, excuse me, this one just started. That's an April tour. That's a good tour. It is a good tour. So that's starting now. You can catch them. I think that it's uh, East Coast and uh, Southwest. Steak Sauce also hitting the road with Motion Mosaic and Koenig Sore for an East West or uh, East Coast Southwest run. Dowboys hazing over, doing a tour in May. 
uh, Sleep Sculptor doing an East Coast run and a Southwest run in May. So just like a lot of May tours. Glass Casket just dropped their first new single in 17 years. I, I've got to say, I'm not like super... It's not like an amazing track or anything, but, you know, cool to see that they're back. I was, I was, I'm lukewarm to it. I mean, uh, the, I mean, the... The first two records they did, like, you know, fucking damn near 20 years ago, were good. But, yeah, uh, yeah, they were. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, they're like, they're pioneers of, like, OG technical deathcore and metalcore. You kind of have to just, like, give them the respect. But I think this is a case where it's just been so long that the relevance has, the, the air has long escaped the balloon, you know? And, like, I was trying to, uh, I think I was mentioning this to you. I'm pretty sure, like, this material that they have that there is new was actually written, like, years ago anyways. So it's kind of interesting, like, how they, you know, yeah. Even even more reason to not release it. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, I, I love that, uh, you know, we are gathered here today, got, like, pressed on vinyl finally. Like, that, right. that's amazing, like, you know? And props to, again, Silent Pendulum picking this it. one up, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, just picking up, like, all the best bands who are not affiliated with, um, like, fucking major labels, basically. So, some new releases that dropped in the month of March that you should be aware of. Shooting Sars by Basil's Kite, obviously. Uh, Living Without by Endless Nameless. We talked about that earlier. We're Still Here by The Hearst Collective. Talked about that earlier. Delude by Telos. Fucking incredible record. One of my favorite this year so far. Mm-hmm. Talked about that last episode. Along with Carnivore by Kavahu. Some great techie deathcore, mathcore. Um... Time will take us all by Entheos. Probably not going to cover that one because it's a, it's so big, but you should know about it because it's it's definitely one of their better records in a while. Like I really haven't connected with much Entheos material since like the earliest stuff. And Chaney, I got to say this is this is really good. I, I love Chaney. It's just like the songwriting it just wasn't like as interesting to me, and now it's like there's some like new passion behind it. I can feel it, especially like in the second leg of that album, it starts really picking up. Digital Red by Gift From God. Fantastic fucking EP. Definitely one of the best EPs of 2023 so far. A Stage and Altar by Suplex. Covered that a couple episodes back. Cynicism by Nurture Nurture. We'll be talking about that later in this episode. Until There's Nothing Left by Long Way Down, which we talked about a couple episodes back. And uh, Holly Strikes Lightning Split EP by Clock Strikes Lightning and Holly Caught a Contact High. Those two projects, holy shit, just like both of them, we, we have, we're probably not going to work it back into the rotation because it's just too many times to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to oversaturate our listeners with the same fucking project every episode, but. But shout out to being like prolific and just pumping stuff out, you know? It, that's exactly what I was going to say, just exactly. Shout out to them for just putting out endless amounts of music in the last couple of years. So let's see here. So that was your news and new releases for the month of March. So next, we're going to talk about Gray Sea. And Gray Sea are a metalcore quartet from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they just dropped their new EP, Wait in the Water, on April 7th, which was mixed and mastered by Will Putney of End and Fit for an Autopsy. So you know it sounds fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Gray Sea before. Uh, this is their second release in under 12 months. And it's... Uh, man, this, it's crazy. This is just one of the hardest working bands in the scene right now. They're putting out... A staggering amount of material, like content rather, behind these these EPs. There's a music video for every track. There's a guitar and drum playthrough for every track. Like a vocal, uh, like a lyrical explanation video, behind the scenes looks, live sessions for every track. 
And it's like, it's all quality too. They are giving you a lot of content, man. I mean, to just, uh, to feel and really get a hold of this album, they are giving you every different option to do that. Yeah. Um, it's very powerful. The, the vocals specifically, man, some fucking crazy, unique, frantic vocals going on here. A lot of desperation behind uh, David's vocal style for sure. I think that's probably the most divisive feature of Gracie, honestly, is David's vocal styling because it's, it's definitely more like that shrill kind of almost screamo informed vocal technique. Shrill, shrill. And yes. it, I, I see him catching a lot of flack for it online, but at the same, as much as I see flack for it, I see a lot of like love and admiration or, you know, just a lot of like praise for it too. I wonder how long you're able to keep up with that frantic, frantic kind of style of vocals though, you know, mm-hmm. like through the years, I feel like it might age kind of badly. That's the one thing about, I feel like that style of vocals. Well, I mean, yeah, like Kaunashi is is sort of aged into that. Interestingly enough, you can always like you know you're, you. I mean, vocal stylings can adjust, you know. But I mean, what I'm saying is like you know you're not going to be able to do that forever. And not to just randomly bring up Kaunashi, by the way, but they I feel have like that same. It's a very similar. Oh, exactly, homie. That's I see I'm, exactly what right. you're saying. For our list, yeah. I know you understand what I'm saying, but just for our listeners, I I, I feel like to some extent, Gracie sound is informed by bands like Kaunashi. Homie from Kaunashi, his vocal is literally Peter. Cr- crack that's like that is part of the vocals is that the like their vocals crack yeah you could say a lot of the same things about peter's vocals that you could say about david's and vice versa yep but yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna like be a big divisive feature for everyone who listens to this band like right away i, I think that if you don't like the vocals you're probably not gonna be able to, to drive with this one but mm-hmm. um i i also feel like if you even if you don't like david's vocals specifically it's like the guitarist John also is a competent screamer and singer, and they have Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath on Save Face. So it's like you really get like a good variety of vocal techniques and some good singing too mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, from John and Aaron coming together very nicely on Save Face. That's, I mean, it's unlike the rest of the EP with how like melodic and sort of like plotting it is. It's a bit more like restrained, but I think they really fucking like nailed that for a melodic closer. You know, even it being melodic, I mean this this. EP is relentless. Um, there's no filler. It's it's great, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the first track, Worthless especially, really fucking brings it, too. It's got, like, so many good individual memorable parts. And specifically, I like how the hand claps flow into track mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. I, I really... Clap, clap, and then the, the single, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. <laughs> and, man, can we just talk about how good the music videos are? Worthless, like, when they're in the bowling alley as bowling pins, that fucking goes so hard. I love just the live... Uh, recording the live like, session in the dude, bowling alley. That's yeah, fucking amazing, dude. It's just so crazy. Oh yeah, the bowling alley. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The live thing. It's. It, it, I mean, yeah. Or dude. skate rink. I'm sorry. Yeah, the skate rink it is, is for the live roller, session. It's a roller rink. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, the the music video is in the bowling alley. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The roller rink though, like uh, I'm guessing the acoustics must be terrible in there if you're actually like doing something. But like, it's a great video. Just like the because you can get that whole 360 thing going on easily you right know? and you can actually watch that entire live session on our youtube channel at youtube.com slash math index and if, if you like skate rank videos we also premiered this live video from uh zan from that technical death metal band really good video from top knot fest up in washington so you can watch that on youtube as well i love a good skate rink video because yeah you get that that 360 potentially it's amazing yeah, yeah you have the opportunity <laughs> just like to roll and like there's not there's just smooth you know like a, it's right. amazing Hoping the cameraman has definitely got some uh, some boots on. Mm-hmm. 
So I think Worthless is the track personally. What do you think? Let's do it. I mean, you really, you really can't go wrong. I would sort of spare our listeners save face because it just takes a bit too long. It's like six minutes. But yeah, Worthless and Abandonment in particular, I would point to being the strongest tracks. Worthless is just like, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's the, the opener. Why not? You know? Yeah. yeah. Great. So we're going to play Worthless, which is track one from Wait in the Water, which is Gracie's new EP, which came out on April 5th. So just two days ago or a few days ago, rather. Here we go.
All right, so that was Worthless, which is Gracie's new song, which is off their new EP, Wait in the Water, and that came out on Friday, April 7th. I think I said the 5th earlier. That's not right. Right? Isn't the 7th? <laughs> it was a it was up there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so next. Sorry, I lost my notes. So next, we're going to talk about Fake Pollocks. And Fake Pollocks are a post-punk math pop band from Brooklyn, New York, featuring Ty and Nate from Floral. Second time we're covering them. Second time we're covering them. And speaking of just being prolific, yeah, they just released their debut EP, Arm and Argument, not too long ago, and now they're back with this new EP. Uh, they've also brought in Greg and Cameron of Rob Ford Explorer as live-slash-touring members, so... Shut the front <laughs> door! What a no great, way, Isn't dude. that great? Because, like, Rob Ford Explorer and Floral were already so akin to one another stylistically, and I think that they're friends because they gig all the time. Mathcorn Dex Fest 2019, everybody's got footage there. Go check it out. <laughs> That's some of the best footage. That is the best footage of Floral on the internet. And there's kids throwing balloons during this. You, it's heartwarming. Yeah, yeah it's it's really nice. There is a lot of deliberation actually about inc- whether or not to include that the uh, the, the children. <laughs> Levi's brothers calling him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's I, I got to say like it, this that is crazy. I did not know they so they, they're just in for the live. They're just they're just live members, evidently. But you know, perhaps maybe they'll be on future recordings. Who knows? Yo, if you are that on top of each other lyrically, the way that these two guys are, I would need somebody else to play some instruments going on like live and everything. Because holy fuck, the vocal styling for is two, relentless. For a two piece, they both are relentless. Like just. It is ridiculous, man. Uh, back and forth on top of each other. I love the dual vocaling stylings of this band. It is, it's everything, dude. It really is. It's one of the biggest, like, standout characteristics of what they do. Lyrical content is, like, cryptic. kind of cryptic, like, abstract, and, like, Super. it's, it, it's, like, a lot of it is, like, it's just, uh, man, it's just, it, a lot of it's just words sometimes, but then sometimes like it'll be like it'll like a little part will hit. And you're like, oh, oh fuck, oh right, fucking, exactly. oh, I like, feel that yeah. shit. Like yeah, yeah. It, it, they're like piecing it together for you. It's so stream of consciousness is how I would describe it. Like, you really like you're like getting it's so good, dude. You're like it's getting so someone's like like inner monologue and thought process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it really is just uh, they're piecing it together for you and it's sort of. It, the, the story is unraveling as you go further in, into the, the song. I literally, like, right, I should have written down some of the lyrics specifically, but, like, it is just, uh, it's it's brilliant. It really is. It's brilliant. Yeah, man. fucking top-notch. Like, it's so satisfying to hear, after so many years of listening to Ty and Nate play instrumental music, to come out with a project that is not only, it only has vocals, but it is just, like, a very vocal heavy band like there is they gotta be tired by the end of this second there's so many vocal lines per per square inch I think, you will. <laughs> I think I think per second rather for people that are not aware of these two uh, there is not only the music musicianship but there is a true friendship going on here so to, yeah, like to, un- friends to understand friends. these two dudes like it is it is so heartwarming and I just love cause like I feel like you know, with Floral, they also had Elaine the singer, and they were right. kind of like tr- doing two separate things, which I respected. I'm glad that they didn't like just chain like Floral. Very different and distinct projects. Very distinct projects. I like that they kept them separate, but uh, to to drop them and to really just focus on fake Pollocks, 
holy fucking shit this is exactly what these two should have been doing the whole time yeah because Elaine the singer is kind of more on that like um, skin graft music kind of tip you yes, know what I'm saying yes, like math, yes. math rock but also very noise rock too they but the thing is I did not know both of them had such solid vocals and the way that they do it they're just talky vocals I mean, and then they, they do a little singing harmonizing together but really it's just talky vocals and right. it's fucking done so well it's not like it's lazy it's not phoning in it no, is such a no. beautiful style it's inspired yeah, it's dude. it's very inspired i mean everything that they're doing on this project is practically perfect in every way it's really hard to like poke holes in what they're doing and find any sort of critique to deliver it all because it's there's such for what energy. it is it's 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 fucking fantastic yeah there's such an energy to it i mean just i mean right. back to the dual vocals i feel like it's just um yeah, it's heartwarming, it's energetic, it's it's top-notch, man. Yeah, I love the allusions to childhood on fake blood, talking about how I'm six six and three months, it's my quarter birthday, he it's says. It's my quarter birthday! It's my quarter birthday. <laughs> At the way, dude, but, uh, it's my quarter birthday. Uh, one high five, uh, another Best track. Uh, another band on this podcast that's just screaming, walking, boom, kicks down the door. Yeah. It's like that, dwin, 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 yeah. dwin. it's like you, you, they bust into a breakdown, and then at the way end, <laughs> right, dwin, dwin, dwin. Right. That at the end, the end is like, oh, you sons of bitches! It's the way it starts, is what it, Levi's getting at. Yeah, dude, it's it's fucking. Yeah, good. and when those when the um the the trade off starts coming in and those vocals in that first track, you really just know that you're in for a, a fucking a good EP here. Yeah. Funny, uh, this funny press quote I just have to share that I saw is, uh, <laughs> they're like listing their sort of their musical credentials and Nathan Sherman of Floral and Graveborn and Ty Mayer. <laughs> Parenthetical L J L S Middle School Sixth Grade Band. <laughs> sick, sick, yeah. Oh, I remember them. They fucking rock, dude. <laughs> Only that one release. Only that one release. Yeah, no, yeah, it was so good though, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was so good though. Like. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite releases of the podcast for sure. It is just four tracks, but truly, throw a dart at the fucking track list. Every which one of these, it's just it's amazing. I don't dude. want to like oversell the math rock elements of what they do because it's it's definitely far less prevalent now. It's definitely more like post punk in the vein of like Block Party or Squid. We mentioned this on the last time we covered them that they were kind of like straying away. From, it seemed like they were straying away from like that math, math rock, rock like general, tag, yeah. you know. But and yet this really heavily reminds me of Delta Sleep. So Delta Sleep that has like. Some kind of like post rock crossover too. They all know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Call it what you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's getting tied up in the uh, the genreification of it all is is tiresome for sure. Coming from a very genre specific podcast, but we're covering it, so it tells you something. Yeah, I mean this this is I mean they, from given their pedigree, we're sort of obligated to talk about it. And I'm just like a big fan of uh, of Nate Sherman and, and Time Mayer for sure. Like I really enjoy everything that they've put out in, in every project thus far. So agreed. And this this is uh, this is no exception, so I think we should give them no high five, or kicks down no no high five one one, one high five one, yeah one me. one high five is like the track one kicks down the door it's solid it's got screaming on it too like mm-hmm. some great screaming like the moment when that comes in it gets like really compressed and it's just like a it's a it's a very standout moment so we're gonna play for you one high five which is track one from the flashlight EP which is fake Pollock's new EP that came out on March thirty first. Here we go. Hey, 
So that was one high five, which is track one from <laughs> this is so infantile. But every time I see the fucking name, I, I want to say the Fleshlight EP. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't say it. <laughs> track one from the Flashlight EP by Fake Pollux. And that came out on March 31st. So next we're going to talk about Nurture Nurture. And Nurture Nurture is a math rock project from St. John's, New Brunswick, Canada. And what originally started out as a solo project of vocalist guitarist Jeff Cook became a duo and is now yet again a solo project. So kind of full uh, full circle there, which kind of like makes sense because Jeff is a bit of a, a content creator and like there's a big like mental health focus behind Nurture Nurture. And there's a lot of like video explanations. Again, another band like Gracie where you can just really enjoy a, a plethora, a, a myriad of, of content behind the actual music itself to sort of like reinforce your connection with the music this is by far the best nurture nurture yet i agree it is like as far as production the, I agree. the consistency the flow the energy through this holy fucking shit dude uh yeah top notch in every aspect such an amazing like midwest emo like hybrid in a way it's just yeah it is, it's amazing man really it's i so mean good. what's Stand out about this release in particular is the integration of like electronic and quote unquote hyper pop elements. They're so yeah, like the, he just a little bit. They're not overdone. Yes, they're like they're perfectly put into every song where it, like it makes you want to hear it more, and I think that's the perfect amount of use. Not it doesn't overstay its welcome in general. Every song is like under two minutes, but yes. Overall, um, I want to say that. This project, it is um, specifically this uh, release, the use of just properly placed slash layered in inserts They're so are good. fucking top notch. There are three Detroit to, Rock City. There are three to four separate, like from the, from, okay, Detroit Rock City, there's drumming inserts. And then from the one drum movie, what the fuck was that? Whiplash. Whiplash. There's just, there's like three or four separate like drumming inserts along with everything else. Yeah, like, the Whiplash quotes definitely woo, hit That hit hard. Uh, that like was, that was literally a relationship I had with yeah, somebody. I was going to say, I'm like, I mean, we that's could, literally a relationship I had. That could be about a podcast, music, just anything like holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, you're becoming passionate about something. And then the person that you're with is getting frustrated get with. Yeah. yeah. They're not connecting with that. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases stifling that 
Uh, yeah, that definitely hit pretty close to home for sure. And then a, a, the super bad reference definitely hit me in the right spot because I'm a huge fan <laughs> yep. of super bad. That's like, say what you will about Judd Apatow. Maybe it's not like the most like intellectual shit, but like, I love, I love super bad. I think it's an endlessly quotable movie. This, this full release. I mean, I'm going to, I, we've been gushing about everything, but I'm going to, I'll keep it pretty simple here. Like in a nutshell though, like I mean, this album, it is fucking twinkly, beautiful, yet frustrating as much as that is it's um you know the lyrical content is it's there that's that it midwest hits, emo side for it sure it's so fucking hard man and then the, the 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 inserts they really add to every track um this is beautiful i it's yeah, so many like check things checked off you know mm-hmm. like your math rock emo checklist you know i if i listen to every album three times let's just say i fucking listen to this one 12 times i mean this is gonna be one two on my album of the year list ep album whatever the fuck you want to call it like holy shit this was amazing dude yeah. and i was not expecting nurture nurture to pop out and do anything exactly like, i kind of thought the project was done but, but I, I went back and looked at it. it's I mean, he's consistently been putting out stuff for a while now i think yep. this, this project's like 10 years old so yeah kudos to jeff for just not only keeping it going but coming out with arguably what is the best release in the nurture nurture catalog so far, like pushing it stylistically forward, like a lot to where it's like, now there's something, a new and interesting aspect that could potentially bring a lot more people in. And frankly, man, this project is criminally underappreciated. Oh yeah. 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 This shit should be huge. This should be like, this could be like one of the biggest emo math rock projects on like the internet. It's just, it's crazy how, Nobody knows about it, really. I feel like this 200 could, monthly listeners. This could be doable live, you know? Um, they used to perform live as a duo. It's yeah. absolutely... I would say that it would probably serve him well to have a full band behind this, considering how technical the guitar stuff can be. But mm. having yeah. another guitarist to sort of, like, do the guitar parts during the most technical parts to give you a moment to, like, do the vocals well enough. I don't know. Well-produced. Great fucking album, though. Yeah, uh, and for being self-produced, yeah, it's it's fucking great, man. You can tell the drums are programmed, but I mm-hmm. think that I think that leaning into like the hyper pop, like electronic stuff, sort of like I didn't blink an eye. Right. It. I think it's. I think it makes it more cohesive in the end. It's just like, oh yeah, you you sort of just naturally accept those drum sounds because it's a bit more on the electronic side. Yep. So I think that. Um, a Thespian May Cross Dress is the track, track one, for sure. It's a good one. Um, my favorite uh, specifically was Eating Pizza is Sad, but I think... As <laughs> That's far, a great one, too. Yeah, I, I, but I, I do feel like A, a Thespian May Cross Dress is just one to really show you what's going on here. Yeah, you're, you're perfect track one. So we're going to play A Thespian May Cross Dress. And also, what a pertinent, uh, poignant <laughs> song title for our day and age where people are freaking out about fucking... You know, uh, everything cross dressing and fucking um, not specifically cross dressing, but, you know, drag shows and like, We're focusing on the wrong things these days, like always. So that is what it is. Yeah. Like political for a second. But yeah, as we do on MathCast, always we get political. <laughs> your your little political corner. We do. That's fucking good. I mean, yeah, everyone knows I'm a hot fucking... takes with Christian. <laughs> it's like it's like my, my takes are pretty lukewarm, honestly. So we're going to play A Thespian May Cross Dress, which is track one from Cynicism, which is Nurture Nurture's new EP that came out on March 1st. Here we go. Listen, it's my fault we're fighting. Blame was implied by my admissions. Fleeting but sincere visions through the gaslight. We'll roll for nights and you won't return. Burn all our pictures if I can't fix it.
All right, so that was A Thespian May Cross Dress. And that's off of Nurture Nurture's new EP, Cynicism. And that came out back in March. Man, so fucking good. Really, really enjoying that. So next, we're going to talk about UFO, UFO, UFO. Formerly known as UFO, UFO. Oh, I almost got that mixed up. Good thing you cleared that up. <laughs> right, me too. Yeah, so this is a, a math rock solo project from Santa Monica, California. And they just dropped their new album, Mihail Kiel. And um, a long time coming, covering this project. It's a, it's a solo project. So obviously, you know, there's the production isn't like the best. I will be honest with you. It, I truly enjoyed this album, like what the content was. But... It would slap much harder if the production was better. Like, I mean, really, there's a lot of there's a lot of missed opportunities in this album where, like, there should be that that like I I I hear it, I feel it. I'm like, "Uh, oh, okay. okay, Thank you for sort of articulating that that for me because yeah, I had that same feeling so many times. Like, there's there's potential, but it doesn't quite. It's just because of production because I really like what was being written. The last track in particular, like or the like the what's not the the last last track because the last track is actually like. The album itself sped up three mm-hmm. times, I think. Yeah, but. that's confusing. Uh, but but um, no, I mean truly from the beginning, just like the like where it goes from like the high the higher vocals to like the lows and shit like that. Like I mean, there is um, encompassing all MySpace era kind of stylings in this band, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it, crazy. It's it, it's totally just, different. I feel like when when the really like the lows were supposed to hit, it almost like uh, in the production, like it it drops. It's almost like a. Uh, you know, you're trying to take away from the reverb and shit. And yeah, like just, yeah. The vocals are definitely the other thing that was a big hang up for me. Like it, much like suplex that we talked about a couple episodes ago. It's like the instrumentation is, is good, but it's like when the vocals come in, they are almost uh, out of place in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're indiscernible and like totally caked in gain in this case. And, uh, in some cases they're either incredibly mismatched stylistically or just over the top in a way that's like not flattering. I really enjoyed the track uh, poetry for the use of like the weird talky vocals back and forth. That's a good like, track, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's, the, yeah. I would definitely point to poetry as to being one of the tracks where the vocal stylings are are working for me when it's a bit because yeah, at, at times like it it can the over the over the topness can actually work quite well, like on Moon to Mars or or poetry, but um. Yeah, Pessimist Evangelist, where it's just like that mix of scathing black metal vocals and hip-hop delivery, it's really just not working for me. It's too, it's pretty polarizing. Um, yeah. uh, I would say the, the vocals does have some fun, kind of like Lou Kelly. They, did you notice there was some like jazzy elements? It was Dude, like... Boom, li- ba- bo- bo- yeah, so there's some vocal percussive ad-libbing on that. On, cool. Yeah, I, cool. On poetry. Yep, on poetry. Fact. So <laughs> I definitely picked up on that ad-libbing, very similar to The World is Quiet here. Eyes of Pythagorean, also a good track too, uh, apart from poetry both offering a bit of like soft dynamics on this record because it can be like a bit it's a long record for a solo project it's like if you're not talking about that final track that's not really a song it's like 40 minutes of material so didn't know it was a solo project but it sounds like a solo project in a good way right just you know it's yeah yeah i mean kudos to just releasing so much music on one album cycle because there's really just like a lot of music on this fucking release it's really experimental yeah, it's just like the, the the vocals in particular that that combination of like black metal over like mathcore, black metal vocals over mathcore isn't always a hit for me. Like, I'm getting off on a tangent now. I'm sorry. I'm really looking forward to the next release of UFO, 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 UFO. Really looking forward to that. 
you know are you being yeah, i can't is, wait is that sarcasm it is because i just added an extra ufo i added, added four ufos see what it did there yeah the, so the name definitely is not is not great i'll say that I, just keep adding ufos though i fucking dare you that's amazing <laughs> if that's what you're gonna do that's fucking tight okay actually that is kind of funny if you, like troll us now do that please it's amazing <laughs> All right, but uh, but yeah, I, I I would say overall my favorite track was poetry uh, in this release. Poetry was good. It doesn't suffer. It like it's still it's very enjoyable, and it doesn't suffer from like the lack of production. I feel like it's a it's a, a you know it's a good it's a good song no matter what. I think the title track was really fucking good. Honestly, if it were like, I don't want to play another six minute track on the podcast today, but Moon to Mars would be the one that I would point to as being like overall one of the strongest showings on this record, but. Uh, the title track, Mihail Kiel, I think is probably the podcast track today. Okay. So we're going to play for you Mihail Kiel, which is track two from the album of the same name by UFO, UFO, UFO that came out on March 10th. Here we go.
so that was Mihail Kiel, which is the title track of the album of the same name by UFO Squared, henceforth referred to as... Nice, bud. I like what you did there. We should have done that earlier. Yeah, definitely should have. And that came out on March 10th. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank everybody for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. And if you did and you liked it, do me a solid. Do us a solid. Mm-hmm. Do Levi a solid this time. Do do it for Levi. If you want to do it for Christian, do it for Levi. Please. I implore you. But please. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> just look at him. It's so cold. I just need that. Doesn't he look terrible? I just need some five-star reviews. He needs, he needs, five star reviews. It's so he cold. needs a five-star <laughs> review immediately on iTunes. <laughs> and he definitely needs a five-star review on, on Spotify. Cue the Sir McLaughlin like track. Cue the, <laughs> cue, cue the angel track. Let's do this. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so definitely go leave us words of love and respect and admiration and adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out the Patreon. You know, fucking go check out that Patreon. Get in the get in the live cast. We uh, we we're in there talking about music and. Um, you can see us record this uh, with our faces and stuff on the screen. Yeah, that may not, you know, we're... It's not much of a tag there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think we may eventually probably bring that to a, a larger uh, a larger audience, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You yeah. anime cast. We gotta do an anime cast soon. <laughs> We gotta do anime. You literally did this last episode. We can't do this anymore. We're sitting here watching Final Fantasy. Man, we should get the band back together. (laughs) Can we just can we just record an anime cast after we're done recording this podcast and just (laughs) just continue on? Yeah, can we just do that? We're already like faded as fuck. That's why this this podcast is like running pretty short anyway. Like, but yo, we we do owe our Patreon because like naturally, if you want to be part of the Patreon, is the only way you'd be listening to the anime cast because it's not good. (laughs) So, of course. I'm just kidding. It's great. It's perfect. Honestly, if you if you like listening to us just talk about bullshit, and it's it's definitely more like conversational. Like we, uh, Mathcast is is not the most conversational podcast. It's really not. You got to end this episode. We're slandering ourselves way too I know. much. You got to we're, we're killing ourselves. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. The Patreon is not good. The podcast isn't good. God, do we suck? <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. You know, I. Uh, I, I have my ups and downs with it, but you shut the fuck up, dude. Yo, I'm not gonna this. take it off the internet. I'll end this. End this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I guess that about wraps it up for the 97th episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi, and we'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>